All right, we are back, and we have an awesome four-part series on home buyers that we want to roll out today. So this is going to be pretty cool. This will be the next four weeks. We spent the last 10 weeks talking about business, goals, life, real estate, market, all sorts of fun stuff. And we decided to really dial in right now and talk to home buyers because that's a big part of what's going on out there. So that's where we're going to go. But before we do that, let's catch up for a minute. Like, what the heck's going on with you guys? Anything new? Spring. I mean, we're, we're starting to see the sunshine here in East Idaho, and yep. nice we've been time. traveling. Mike was at Family Reunion. Yep. And so Keller Williams has a really odd name for our national conference that we have every year. They call it Family Reunion. That's the best business conference you'll ever attend. So it's kind of a, I've always said it's the most misnamed event ever, but there were 10, 11,000 folks there and lots of great information. And so it was a great event, walk away, and it's it always bounces you and launches you and gets you ready for the year. Definitely. Good. Yep. Yeah. You stayed back this time. I did. Yeah. I I've went got... to St. George that weekend. You went to St. George the next weekend. Yep. Got some golfing in. Did yeah. you golf? No. Watch soccer oh. the whole time, hmm. which was awesome. Really loved it. Yeah. Cool. St. George is a beautiful place. So we're going to talk to home buyers for just a few weeks here. We want to get into the details of it right now. It's a crazy market out there right now, and it's really tough to buy a house. So we want to we want to share with you some of the things that we that we have found that are effective for home buyers. We want to talk about some do's and some don'ts. Maybe some of the most common mistakes that home buyers make. We'll touch on that as well. And so let's get started. I got a few questions for you guys. We'll get going that with that way. Um, if we're talking about the chronology of the buying process, what would you say? I mean, we, very first step. What's the first step when someone they're sitting at dinner with their spouse and they're like, man. This kitchen might be getting a little too small. Maybe we should, uh, maybe we should start thinking about upgrading. What next? Well, I can tell you what most folks do is they say, "Let's go to the computer and let's see what's on the market." Yep. And so there's an assumption of affordability and what they can afford and what price range because they'll talk about that. Um, but they really don't know. Don't know what the payment would look like. Don't know what the equity position of their home would be or any of that. So, really. Um, a first step, if you're not getting in touch with an agent that you, if you own a home and you're talking about moving up, if you're not going to go to the agent that you purchased your home through, then you'll, you know, find another agent. But you got to start talking lender because the truth is, while we, we say we buy homes, we don't buy them without a lender most of the time. Yep. And so we've got to see what that lender is going to allow us to do, which yeah. is usually more than we want to do, but it's still good to know what all that looks like. So I, I always view that as a, a primary first step. That doesn't mean you're committing to the process. It just means that you're getting information. Yeah, and I would I would say so. The first step in my mind is is contact an agent, mm -hmm. and find one of the agents that's actually doing some volume in your area. It's not hard to see um, if you ask around, you talk to people. Like you know, we get a lot of our business comes from repeat referral clientele, and so um, because even just going to any lender is not the right thing to do. There, if, if we're going to be, if you're a buyer and you're in a certain price range, you need an agent that's going to help you find a lender that will help you position a competitive offer. And so if you're in a situation where you're competing for a home and you're offering, the lender can make a huge difference. So, But yes, if you are buying the home, you come talk to me as an agent or Mike as an agent, the first thing we're going to want to do is, hey, let's lender. talk to a lender and find out exactly what options you've got. Yeah. Yeah. So... You said you touched on something. Lenders, not all lenders are created equally. They're not. No, and that's, I mean, 
in our area, we've got um, a couple different preferred lenders we work with. Mm-hmm. And you know, the difference between lenders is really their performance. It's just like an agent. So certain agents are, you know, not all agents are created equal. Not all doctors are created equal. And so there are some that um, have programs that are a little better that know and understand maybe the market a little bit differently. And, and they definitely have some benefits to working with them. And I would say, you know, locally here, what we'll see is it's really difficult to win an offer using a, let's just call it a national bank. You know, if we're using a national bank, um, it doesn't matter who it is, if the underwriting is not here local, um, it, it becomes a little bit more difficult to get that loan to the finish line um, and, and to the purchase. So, I mean, what would you add to that? I, I don't want to, I don't yeah. want to name names specifically, no. but I think that there is I, definitely an advantage. Well, we do find different lenders have different strengths. They aren't, and when we say they aren't all created the same or equally, it doesn't, we're not talking about good or bad. What we're really talking about is every lenders, there, there are our mainstream lenders out there, but there are also lenders that you're looking to buy land. Well, all lenders don't loan on land. We need a different lender for that. Um, so it's a politically not all, correct answer. Right? It is a yeah. politically correct answer. <laughs> there are some, let's bad. be honest, there yeah, are some there, bad lenders out there. there. Well, there are lenders that, that we <laughs> we're know, not going to say uh, any today, we know that but we there are some. Yeah. Well, and that's why it's so important because <laughs> yeah. if, if you, I mean, if you're going to position an offer and you're going to utilize, you know, somebody that doesn't have. So let me have, ask you, well, Mike, so sorry, if so, we go to yeah, a, you're a listing agent, you list a lot of homes. Oh yeah. And I, and I'm a buyer's agent out there and I bring you an offer and I have lender A, mm-hmm. B and C. How big of an impact can the lender well, attached to that offer have on the offer when you talk to your seller you about the lender? So uh, where I was going with this, guys, <laughs> guys, <laughs> is that the lender does matter, though, because so as a very specific example, I had a listing recently and we had six offers on the property. And one of the offers was clearly better than the other offers, but it was an out of town lender. We had no familiarity with that lender. The seller had some specific timelines in mind. And so we preferred that buyer. So the first thing I did is said, well, let's go to that agent and see if the buyer will consider moving to a local lender. And gave them a list of four or five lenders. There's five lenders. We said, hey, any of these. And the buyers would not do that. They'd had a past relationship with their lender. Interesting. So what the sellers did is they said, okay, what's next best? And let's see if we can get them to be as attractive as the other offer, which is what we did. That buyer said, yes, local lender, and the local lender drove that. Oh, man. And so this this buyer, who was a a great buyer, and um, the agent really encouraged them to change lenders, but they were just devoted to the lender and willing to lose the house yeah. over over their de- yeah. their dedication to that lender, which I you know I I admired that, but it, they did not get that house. So what would you say um, if if we want to give some real specific concrete advice? What are the three most critical things that you would rate a lender on if you're an agent? Like for example, what's most important? What are the three most important things for you in the lender choice. For I'll me as an one. agent, well, go ahead. I would just say um, they do what they say they're going to do. And, and that is, I mean, that's crucial. And they communicate heavily throughout the process. So 
Um, you know, we talk about in our promise that there are going to be surprises throughout a real estate transaction. It's just, it's what happens. It's real estate. It's people. And the best lenders that I've worked with are the ones that, that communicate with me when there's a hiccup or something that they need. They keep me updated on the timeline. And if for any reason we're not going to meet a timeline or a deadline, they're, they're throwing red flags seven to 10 days before we even get there, yeah. or, or at least as soon as they know. And so I would say communication and ability to get, get the loan to the finish line when they say they will. So yeah. that's one for me. Yeah, so inside the process of, of a loan approval, so a loan application is filed, then the lender, I mean, the lender's gonna order an appraisal and the loan has to be underwritten. So the out-of-town lenders, because they don't have what we'll call a local lender pool, so a number, a good number of our local lenders, they have a pool of seven or eight appraisers that they have to rotate appraisals through. They can't always send them to the same appraiser. It's, you know, one, two, three, four, five in sequence, so they, they are cir they circled around. But these, lender, these appraisers are appraisers the lender has approved that they believe as a lender that those appraisers do commendable work and when they bring, a, when they bring in their final work product, you're not gonna get protests about that and all the headache and anxiety. So first off, that gives a lot of local control. Other lenders that don't have that, which is all of our out-of-town lenders and all of our national, all of our nationals, the, the Chases, the Bank of Americas, the, the Rocket Mortgage, I mean, all those companies, they have an appraisal pool. And so they're going to an agency out there where appraisers from all over the place have registered. And so they become approved appraisers. So I've actually had appraisers with out-of-town lenders that have come from Boise to appraise a property in Idaho Falls. They don't have access to our MLS or anything. But they're, so they're, there's that part of it but there's also the timing part. It just takes longer because the appraisal doesn't go directly to the lender anymore. The appraisal is now going to this third-party company that now forwards it back to the lender and it takes time. Yeah. And then the underwriting is also not local, so they don't have any familiarity with the market. So we recently had one with a lender for a home that the lender kept saying, this home is in the floodplain. It was an out-of-town lender. We could not get them off of that. Every local lender knew this house was, this property was not in the floodplain. We ended up having to switch lenders to a local lender to avoid the flood insurance because the out of town national lender would not remove, yeah. would not remove that floodplain requirement. Well, and there's, there's an element of customer service involved so. too. When you've got a national lender that, that gets their business from 50 different states, repeat business, their, their business is driven from marketing efforts. Mm -hmm. And so their business isn't coming from repeat and referral and from agent relationships. And so there's a customer service element that generally, not always, but yeah. generally that's missing because if it's a local lender who, who feeds their family on repeat business by taking care of their clients directly and the agents that are involved, yeah. that's a big deal. That shows up in the communication mm -hmm. and that shows up in, in the percentage. One of the things that we track in, in our back end is like right now you could give me a lender's name and within a few minutes I could query that and I could tell you this is their close rate. This is the percentage of time that we closed on time with this lender involved or this is the percentage of time that we closed at all. And so because lenders there's, we know pre-approval can range from <laughs> from a napkin that says I have a pulse to 
basically it's underwritten and it yeah. will close. Right. And so, you know, there's a lot of, there are a lot of lenders that uh, are, they want to get the business so badly up front right. that they're willing to pre-approve anything that comes across yeah. the desk. And then let's, let's just cross our fingers. And you always say hope is not a plan. Let's hope that they, they come through and they can actually deliver on what the client yeah. told us to. And, and so we, want, we, we know which lenders, when we get a pre-approval, mm-hmm. and this is what you were talking about, when, you know, these are the five lenders, those names you gave, you might not have the data, but you know from experience, when, they when these guys lot, say they can right. close, and when I say guys, girls, when, these, when this lender says they can close, it's going to they close. will close, we, unless, we there's, unless there's something there's, really that no one could have predicted. Yeah, the confidence so, factor is very high. Yeah. And not only will they close, they will close, close on, on time. time. Yep. And, and so all the so families can make a plan, because yeah. just, to, I mean, you're, whether you're buying or selling, to find out a week or five days before closing, after you're packed, I mean, the trucks are loading up, the trailers are loading up, the box, I mean, boxes are everywhere. You're planning on moving, you're renting, you got to be out at the end of the month because somebody's rented in behind you, and suddenly you find out you're going to be delayed for two weeks. This is a big deal. And so, and even a fundamental thing, we make our living locally. And boy, I, I just, I always feel like we're obligated to bend over backwards to do business locally whenever we can. Yeah. I mean, it's even with our marketing firm. We use a local marketing firm, firm here at Porter Pro. Well, there are national firms that can do what these folks do, but we want to do it. We want it local. We want to do business local. We make our living local. We want to support it locally. And so we also want to support our lenders because our lenders support us. Yep. And they've got great, okay. by the way, our on. lenders are very, very competitive here locally. Uh, incredibly competitive with yep. anything that'll happen nationally. For yeah. sure. All right. So that's a wrap for episode one because we're at 15 minutes. We haven't even gotten to cho- choosing an agent yet. So we just made this. We went from a four series, four <laughs> episode series to a five episode series. Just like that. Because we, yeah, we need to actually make sure that we give proper amount of time to choosing an agent. And, and you guys both kind of thought, you know, you, you started off a little bit differently. One of you suggested figure, figure out the lender first. One suggested figure out the agent first. You know, I think probably, Mike, for you, because by the... You know, you know, for when someone walks into your office, the very first step is pick a lender because they're already talking to you. They've right. already picked their agent. They're picking you. Now where we go next is the agent. Yeah. If we're at a kitchen table and it's a husband and wife chatting and they're talking about finding a house, one of the things that, well, we know this, if you're buying a house, you first go look for the house. If you're listing a house, you first go look for the agent. Mm-hmm. And so, and what we have, what we believe is that regardless buying or selling, you first go figure Find out your agent. agent. It's, it's such a critical process, and then you start down the path, and then, of course, the next step would be yeah. lender. And so we're going to get into, in the next episode, we'll get into choosing choosing the right agent, and that is going to be one of the most biased episodes you've ever listened to. <laughs> it's going to be about, you know, obviously we're going to suggest all of the things that we do are That's important right. in picking an agent, and it's going to be awesome. So we'll okay. see you then. We'll see you next week or uh, with that. So thanks for tuning in. Subscribe and share to anyone that might be buying a house or anyone that uh, – maybe interested in this content and we'll we'll chat next week about finding the right agent